0: Welcome to Our Next Existence by Katie and The Chorus. I'm Katie, former technology strategist turned reluctant spiritual medium, and I channel messages from The Chorus, a group of beings just beyond our sensory perceptions who are loving, expansive, and who greatly enjoy sharing their perspective of us. Join us each week as we share and discuss their ideas about humanity's existence, purpose, and future. Concepts you can draw from to accelerate your path, expand your perceptions, and ultimately step into the flow of the universe and your life. I don't really know where this is going. (laughs) It's the thought I just keep having in my head as I'm sitting here facing the mic. For those of you who've been following along in real time, this is the first episode that I have recorded in three months. I did publish one a week before last, and that episode I recorded at the end of October, just about three months ago now, right as I was moving into a void, a massive void, a mega pause of my entire understanding. <laughs> it was a plunge into a total abyss of a day-by-day mystery. And the, and the irony is twofold because the last episode I recorded and published was about moving on. <laughs> and ironically, right after that, I did move on in into a place, into a space that I don't even know what I was building. I recorded last week's episode right at the beginning of that moving on and I couldn't stand it. I thought it was the worst episode ever, (laughs) which was a flag to me at that moment in time because I recognized that the feelings of shame were locking that door. And a couple weeks ago, I was able to finally go back and listen to it. And I thought to myself, what did I hate so much about this episode? I mean, maybe it's not an earth shattering episode, but I mean, it's pretty solid chorus material here. (laughs) The sensations had totally changed. Now, energetically, we've talked about the locks of shame. And how sometimes when we just can't bear to look at something or think about something or talk about something, we feel so bad about it, so icky about it, so dissatisfied with it, so over it. Really what we're up against is something that if we continue to turn in that direction would unlock a greater aspect of the infinite beings that we are beyond this game. And as was our agreement to abide here by the rules of limitation, that sensation of shame is, well, pretty repugnant to us. <laughs> we turn away from it. It's very difficult to just push through it. And case in point, I didn't. <laughs> I felt incredible sensations of shame about everything I had done in the episode I tried to record and, and just everything in this direction. And I moved on. I think sometimes when we talk about moving on, we talk about moving on as if we have an idea of what we're moving on to. And I didn't. I just felt a sensation of the energy's not moving in that direction right now. I moved into a mega void. I mean, energetically, I knew I was still connected. I could check in with the chorus when I needed to. But I was burnt out. I was kind of over it. (laughs) I was guarded. I was frustrated. It felt like I'd run out of runway to keep going with the unknown. I didn't have anything left to give it. I just wanted to live my life here. I just wanted to be left alone to do things. And every time I would turn towards it and try and coach myself through it and say, this is how it could work out. Or maybe it could be like this, you know, reaching for those optimistic thoughts, positive thinking, (laughs) as we talked about in season one. Some part of me would respond with, you don't know that. You don't know any of that. You know nothing. We know nothing about what could happen next. It could be anything. And I could not argue with that perspective. So I kind of got stuck and avoid stuck by our perspective, still gloriously expanding by the chorus's perspective. <laughs> I just stayed somewhere in the middle of all of it, not really moving not really moving in the direction of my energetic awakening, not really doubling down on physical life. I mean, this is how bad it got, you guys. I started looking for jobs. (laughs) I'm just going to go back to a regular life. I'm just going to go back to work. Eh, Didn't feel right. I wished it did. I wished I had an answer. A direction any kind of line that I could believe in, but I didn't. I guess hanging out with the chorus for long enough, I finally saw that planning is kind of sometimes just planning. It's just an invention of the moment. It's just a way of making myself feel better (laughs) in the moment. And it stopped being satisfying in the way it used to. I missed my old sense of certainty, my own sense of conviction of go out and get them and I'm making progress. I missed the sense of progress. I missed the idea of something you were moving towards <laughs> and that each step you took was bringing you closer to it. Even that line, I couldn't reconcile myself with. There was nothing. I felt empty. Now, on the one hand, while it felt empty, on the other hand, it felt eerily present all the time. But it wasn't a kind of presence that I had expected or felt before in my flitting in and out of the present moment, (laughs) as a busy human does. It felt peaceful. And you could also say, very boring. <laughs> it felt expansive and full of possibility. And you could also say, unnerving. It felt like I was right on the cusp of opening the door truly, physically to entire other worlds. And you could also say, felt agonizingly, frustratingly out of my control. I expected one side of these sensations and stepping into a full-time presence, I guess you could say. I didn't expect the other side even after all of these years (laughs) of the chorus saying, you you don't actually eject from the game. You don't actually jettison a part of you that you don't like. (laughs) You learn how to expand across them. You understand them. You change. You evolve through your embodiment of them. Even after all those messages... There was still a part of me that thought that by the time I hit this point, I would just be dancing on moonbeams and floating on water. (laughs) Time has been my friend. The more time that's passed in this state, the easier it is for me to be at ease here. I've had now several weeks of manifestations of a variety (laughs) of colors and flavors and emotions in this present moment. And I'm still intact. Sometimes I feel like a drained battery in the present moment. Sometimes I feel like electricity charged through me and all left. (laughs) Sometimes I feel in awe of all the things I'm starting to perceive physically on our senses here in the game. Sometimes I feel like it's all pointless. (laughs) (laughs) Why even bother channeling? Why even bother thinking about this stuff? It's everything. And it's also connecting. Every single aspect of me is so alive (laughs) I am more human than ever I am more energetic than ever I have conversations I never could have fathomed I see things that astound me and in all cases I feel like somehow I always come around through all of it to understanding the universe more so i don't know where this is going i don't know that i'll ever have that sensation in the same way again fascinating perspective to think you know what's coming and i lived it up there but more than ever I am aware that what I have, what stands before me, is in this moment. Here, talking with you, incredible people that I sense, but maybe I haven't met on physical wavelengths yet. So I don't know how often I will be podcasting, but what I do have is a strong sense of knowing that I will come back here as often as is aligned, as often as is relevant, as often as there is truly something to be shared, synchronistically, serendipitously, perfectly. The messages will show up here when we are all ready to hear them. Until maybe one day, we're a little more like the chorus, where every time we show up for anything and everything is exactly the right time for that manifestation to occur. In the first part of the episode, you'll hear directly from the chorus themselves, and then afterwards we will discuss... Talk to you soon. It is our delight to be with you yet again and for all time. We stand beside you and with you through this most exciting time. We know that many of you have begun to recognize us, to sense us, to feel us in your days and moments of love and support, opening and and connection and we are there with you all with you each there are many among our kind as there are many among yours the connections form an incredible tapestry of threads and colors and varieties each with their own story each with their own history in fact by way of your perspective. We are predominantly non-physical, but recall that as your beliefs change, so will your embodiment of those beliefs, and therefore your physical experience of these wavelengths will evolve, and therefore what seemed less physical might seem a little more physical. What seemed beyond the veil might seem right next door. What was always so imperceptible as to be even difficult to imagine will now seem more possible, easier to visualize, and one day easy to see sight as you have known it has been extremely limited you will develop names for these things categories classifications identifications as humanity loves to do from its incredible perspective and what you will find in these things is that not all eyesight is the same not all physical sensations are the same they vary quite distinctly by way of the frequencies that they are accessing. To be sure, a great deal of the sensations that you are coming into right now are related to this expansion of belief and also the shift in the embodiment of those beliefs. We would advise that for those of you who are concerned about your health, who are experiencing sensations that you are trying to attribute to a disease, a cause that has existed before in your reality and in your beliefs, that you may find relief in knowing that your expansion is very related to the experiences that you are having, that these sensations, no matter how similar they may seem on the five senses' wavelength to illness that you have experienced before, is, at this day and age, at this time of your hearing our message, entirely new. The possibility of what this is bringing to you is vast. Transformation is not always easy in your reality, but it is time based. This too shall pass. These things will evolve as you are evolving. Take heart, beloved. Or all is going according to plan. We love you infinitely. introduction about releasing planning (laughs) through this void (sighs) they just close out their message with it's all going according to plan I mean do you see what my life is like (laughs) now what do I say I don't even know and then they start giving advice and tips on if you're experiencing disease. Do you know how much I get uncomfortable anytime we go near that topic? Because I know what it's like to be sick. And if you've got these loving beings that you've come to respect and 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 trust, and then they're like, hey, don't worry about your disease. There's a part of me that's like, well... Maybe they should. You're not a medical provider. (laughs) You're not even human, guys. You just, you just, you don't even, you're not even here. All right. Let's see what we can make of this. So ironically or not, probably not, I have been experiencing a return of symptoms, you could say from one perspective these last few weeks. Oh my God, this is so personal. I can't believe we're ending up in this direction. <laughs> <sighs> okay. So I had through a period of my life, I think before before my son, um, a period of my life where I had a lot of UTIs, urinary tract infections. For those of you who don't know, and and then and then that was it and then i moved on with my life and and kind of frankly forgot about them i felt like i had resolved that issue and i don't know, i read the louise hay you know and her mantra and all that okay so speaking real time now just in the last week or so i have had these strange sensations in the lower quadrant of my abdomen we <laughs> <I> will say <laughs> And I have been like, oh my God, do I have a UTI again? Oh my God. And I forgot. Okay. So I forgot a couple months ago, right around the hurricane, I thought I had one and it was super uncomfortable. And I went to the urgent care and they did the test and they gave me the antibiotics and I took them and I was like, okay, good, that's better. But it didn't it didn't quite feel like all better, but I was like, no, that's resolved. I don't know what else <laughs> is going on with me. And there was enough happening that it sort of like faded into the background. The symptoms disappeared and I moved on. So I go through this void, I come out the other side and in the last week or so, these symptoms have returned. And I'm laying in bed the other night with the chorus, not with the chorus, you know what I mean? I'm laying there talking to the chorus, I don't know, maybe with them, (laughs) it's weird. And I'm remarking to them on these sensations and I'm like, why this again? And, you know, they pause me there and they're like, again, And I say, okay, fine. Good point. Redundancy, humanity, I get it. So this is new. And they're like, it's absolutely new. And it was easier for me to access that possibility than it had been before, right? After hanging out with them for so long. So I'm like, okay, this could be new. Now before all the rational thinking in my head would have been like, how can this be new? It's the exact same symptoms, blah, blah, blah. You know, it just would have kept churning, churning on how it couldn't possibly be new. But instead this time I was like, okay, open possibility. And then I said, so if it's new, it would be expansive. And they said, yes, this is serving you. This is part of your transformation. And I watched as my thinking about the symptoms evolved while talking to them and hearing their perspective. I had been churning on an analysis, a judgment basically of all the choices I had made in the days leading up to that and sort of scrutinizing how I had quote unquote given myself an infection. And under the light sort of of their perspective in the resonance with that frequency, my thinking changed. And instead now I started to wonder and get curious about what this could possibly be bringing me. Now, as time passed, that wonder and curiosity sort of started to get irritated (laughs) as I hit the limits of how long I could hold open possibility in our reality. And I started to get a little cranky and be like, oh, sure it is. Like, I don't see how, you know, it started to turn back towards the judging of the infection. But then I was surprised that as that happened, I was able to reach back out to the chorus. I didn't kind of like shuffle off into my day and go do dishes or whatever, or call the doctor, or get human for a few hours before I returned to the chorus. I returned to the chorus's perspective, I don't know, a quarter of an hour later. As I continued to sort of oscillate faster than I ever had before, more consciously than I ever had before, more in a present way than I ever had before. New ideas, new realizations, we even might say, started to come through. Where I started to recognize that when I first began connecting with the chorus, my first sensations were burning sensations at, above, around the top of my head. As the years passed, I then started to have throat issues. I then started to have heart palpitations and heart issues. I had a lot of GI issues. And now we had sort of worked our way down (laughs) to what we might say is the bottom chakra to what I might say is the urinary tract. And I found this very fascinating. I'd never noticed this before. I had never noticed the linear progression of my issues. (laughs) They had literally gone in a line from the top down. As I'm laying there, sort of realizing this, a brand new realization came in. A brand new idea, a word, I don't know. And it said vagus nerve vagus nerve, vagus nerve, vagus nerve. It repeated for the next day or two as my symptoms grew worse, I might add. (laughs) No shortcuts. No shortcuts with the chorus. Just a a very loving fan base. (laughs) So... I get to a point finally of being like, okay, fine, I'm just going to look it up because I'm pretty close to just going to a doctor, like whatever the chorus says, I'm sure these symptoms are supporting me, but I kind of want relief. You know, I'm a human, that matters. So I'm like, what have I got to lose? Whatever, I'll look up Vegas nerve real quick. I look it up and I realize slash remember, because I think I had to learn this at some point along the way, the vagus nerve is actually a lot of nerves, otherwise known as the vagal nerves, and they extend all the way from your head, top of your spine, down around your spine, right down into your gut. And they are a key part of our parasympathetic nervous system. This is the part of our system that does all of the unconscious stuff like breathing, heart rate, digestion, and urination. All the things that happen in the background of this very exciting fight or flight game board that we're in. So as I'm reading this and reflecting on this quote unquote return of symptoms, which is not a return of symptoms and is a new thing that's serving me and is full of possibility. (laughs) I ask the chorus, I say, is this what this is about? And they say, what do you think? What do you feel? And it it just resonated with me. It just felt like, yeah. Yeah, this is a shift in my, in my nervous system, in my energy, in the, in the way that my body functions in the background. It felt allowing. It felt clear. It felt understood. And then my symptoms changed. Now, this is where I'll ask an important question from the perspective of us humans. Had I been so freaked out about resolving my symptoms as fast as freaking possible, do you think I would have taken the time to hear the suggestion of vagus nerve that I kept getting? And do you think I could have sat down And just said, sure, why the hell not? And looked it up. There is an aspect of time in almost every single experience of limitation that we have had here an aspect of limited time, an aspect of scarce time, an aspect of time as we defined it for the purposes of our game. As time has started to feel less scarce to me, I find that in those extended moments are where I often find my next most expansive perspective. I was able to take that extra three minutes to sit down in the chair and look up vagus nerve before I looked up if the urgent care was open. Whereas I can assure you, years ago, I would have said, I'll look that up later. Right now, I really need to go see a doctor. When the chorus today ended their message with everything's going to plan, of course, they're poking fun at us and particularly me, which they love to do because one of their favorite things is to turn things around over and over and over again and have us look at it from another perspective and another perspective and another perspective because What they are highlighting is our human need to define things in one way. There really is no winning perspective. There is no one way to look at something. There is no right way to look at something. It's simply a practice round, a way for us to experience multiple perspectives. Somewhere in season one, I brought up the aspects of planning and I said, look, there's many different ways you can do it. You can plan as in like, you know, you're freaking out and you got to limit this thing and tie it down and kill it. (laughs) You can also plan from a perspective of, hey, we're all moving in the right direction together. They're two totally different sensations defined in our realm by the same word, by the same concept. Today, the course is bringing up a different aspect of what could be considered a plan, which is the connection to divine energy that we translate here as real time inspiration. To us, inspiration sort of is this ethereal, sort of flaky, <laughs> comes and goes sensation that calls us forward, that feels like a, oh, wouldn't that be great? It feels like an opening and it feels like something most of us prefer but may not always be able to follow in any given moment, given the things that we believe we have to do in order to survive here. From another perspective, perhaps one that is more consistently connected to that sense of inspiration, to that frequency, to that flow, however you like to define it, it might feel, well, pretty solid and and pretty known and pretty dependable. A lot like we sometimes feel like when we have a really good plan that we believe in. This aspect of confidence and conviction comes from the faith, really, that the plan you have made, the plan you are following is going to work out. There's a sensation that we have when we feel that way. Now imagine if you felt that way about inspiration, you believe in it, you sense it, it's solid, it's always there, it's dependable. You might call that a divine plan. So I, from my human perspective, say, wow, you know, I, I felt like I had a little bit more breathing room with time and and a little bit more openness to possibility. And so I could follow that inspiration and just sit down and look up vagus nerve. From another perspective where that inspiration is more known and is more consistently perceived, you could say, yep, your life here, your experience here is all unfolding according to plan. Now, from the human perspective, what that will activate for me is actually a threat to my autonomy. <laughs> what do you mean? I just escaped five senses planning and I got upgraded into just another plan. You know, it can feel like you get boxed in. You can feel that it's been predicted for you. It's been controlled for you, that that it's no longer that that beautiful sense of a real time choice, which is what sort of we're starting to feel our way into, it can, it can sound like it's predestined, like doesn't really matter who you are in this moment. It's the divine plan. (laughs) That's a really bleak way to define divine planning, but I'm looking for extremes here to make a point. I didn't know you could feel screwed by a divine plan, but you know, we're human. So sometimes we're like, says who with, with anything? And really what's happening in that example is we have activated our idea of time, of linear time and a progression, a chain of events of one to the next so, it's not so much about the divine plan in that moment. It's that we feel like there must be then a connection to moments before and moments after. It can sort of smack of like, oh, great. Every time I follow my inspiration, all I'm doing is kind of waking myself up to the divine plan that was always there. And I've sort of just been like missing, <laughs> stumbling around in the dark. And that is a valid perspective, particularly from our perspective, expanding from the game. But if you shift your definition of time to one that is always new, always unfolding, ever full of infinite potential, then the divine plan can take on a very broad meaning, a very broad, very all-encompassing connection to the universe and the life of creation and all that is. And each time that we are able to expand into a broader moment, a broader possibility, we are deepening, you could say, expanding, you could say, our connection to all that is. It's not that the action has been predestined, it's not that there was some plan hidden behind the curtain and then we were finally able to pull that curtain back and see it. It's that by view of, of this other idea of divine plan, where time and possibility are infinite and the deeper we connect to that infinite, we are integrating, you could say, ourselves, our consciousness, expanding ourselves and our consciousness, into the divine plan of of everything in creation. So let's extrapolate this a little bit, make it a little more mm, tactile for us in our reality as we're moving forward. So let's say you come across a being that you've never seen before, and I won't even describe what this being looks like. We're gonna we're gonna leave it a big blank. You can fill it in with your imagination, which is a reaching for vaster frequencies. So your imagination will fill in for you what you need out of this experience. Okay, so you come across another being, fill in the blank. (laughs) And then that being says, well, I'm here to assist you. It's the divine plan. Now, taken purely from our five senses perspective, there's two key words in here that trigger us. (laughs) The first is plan, which we have been discussing. The second is assist you, help you. Now, as we've discussed in the seasons to date, help, by our view, is compensating for a deficiency. We don't really like to have help, quite frankly. We would rather do it all ourselves, predominantly unconsciously. And therefore, when we reach our own limitations and recognize that we need help In order to continue forward in the way that we would like to go, we feel a deficiency. It's only in recent time periods that we've been able to open to the idea of help because it has coincided with our opening to the idea of receiving from the universe. It has coincided with a greater allowance. And so we're not as threatened by help as we used to be. But it's still a little bit in there unconsciously. (laughs) So, when an extraordinary being shows up in front of you and in all their dazzling glory says, I am here to assist you by the divine plan, there's a reaction in our belief system that says, Wait, what? First of all, I must need help. Red alert there must be a deficiency in here somewhere. What's gone wrong? What are they here to help with? What am I missing? And then secondly, when they say by the divine plan, you sort of say, well, they must know shit that I don't. (laughs) What's this plan? When did they review it? When did they have the meeting? Who put it all together? It must be connected to a string of moments from before and a string of moments afterwards that they are projecting themselves into that they wish they can achieve. So both of these reactions from our belief system put us in a position of what we might call inferiority. Inferiority is a delightful version of powerlessness in our reality, specifically connected to time. Inferiority is not necessarily powerlessness wholesale. Inferiority has this idea of at this juncture, I am in some ways subordinate or inferior to this other being. It's not that it could be that way always, but there is a sense that there would be needed a great deal of time in order to catch up. Catch up to what is this thing I need help with? Catch up to... What's this plan that I don't understand? Man, I'm so behind the eight ball here. What is going on? And often in those scenarios, we hand over the power of our perspective to our beliefs of limitation. Now, I could say we hand over the power of our perspective to that other being and we say, what do we do? Tell us, (laughs) as has happened uh, many times in our history. But really what's going on is that our beliefs of limitation rise up because if they did not, we would understand that there are many different versions of time. And that simply by being exposed to a new perspective, Desires ignite within us. The universe responds immediately and we could have instant and direct clarity. But that's not what we came here to do. So instead we say, ooh, feels like way too much to ever catch up with and decisions need to be made and stuff's got to happen right now. And we turn to those beings and we say, Well, what do we do? Well, you could treat that being like a UTI. (laughs) That sounds awful. That is the worst analogy I have ever made. (laughs) But the point being that... You can attack the symptoms. You can try and tackle to the ground this thing that you don't understand, that this help that you suddenly must need, and this dazzling being who has a plan, who has a connection to the divine plan that you didn't even know anything about. Or you can look at what your beliefs about time are doing in that moment. Are they telling you that you need to run out the door to the doctor's office right now? Are they telling you that you'll never catch up, there's not enough time, and that the best thing to do is to hand over your perspective to the beliefs of limitation and this being? Or could you find a little breathing room a little way of saying, hmm, I don't know what this is. But I think this whole experience could be serving me in some way. It could be part of my transformation. I wonder why this being is here. And in that space an inspiration might come through. A question, a word, a notion. You might even have to say, hang on one second, I got to Google something called a vagus nerve. (laughs) Be right back. And you could say that because you know that you have infinite time. And frankly, so does that being. And by way of accessing those beautiful parts of you, those infinite parts that have always been there, that have always been connected to the universe, that we are now awakening to. You are able to access your direct connection to all that is, to the power of creation as any and all and every being can ever know it to be. And from that powerful point of your own perspective that is being created, that is unfolding in that present moment, you will be creating with creation, the divine plan. so much for listening. We hope you found these messages to be helpful. May they accelerate you on your path wherever you'd like it to go. For more information on The Chorus and I, our podcast, book, or how to get in touch with us, visit katieandthechorus.com. Thanks again. See you next time.